0: You ought to get married again, and us. Me and the girls worry about you being alone so much. Hmm. Yeah. You well, know, one's burned. You still go fishing with Jack Twist? Not often. You know, I used to wonder how come you never brought any trouts home. You always said you caught plenty, and you know how me and the girls like fish. So one night I got your creole case open, not before you went on one of your little trips. Price tag still on it after five years. And I tied a note to the end of the line. It said, hello, Annis, bring some fish home. Love, Alma. And then you come back, looking all perky. It said you caught a bunch of brownies and you ate them up. Do you remember? I looked in that case first chance I got, and there was my note still tied there. That line hadn't touched water in its life. It mean nothing, Elmer. Don't try and fool me no more, Ennis. I know what it means. Check twist. <laughs> Dead nasty.
1: Welcome back to the show, everyone. Welcome back. This feels like... It has felt like we a, have it has table. felt
2: like a really long break. You're like set up the
1: equipment. I was like, Come on, we we, we,
2: we even got a new bag, so we're not <laughs> using the same cardboard Amazon box that our mixer came in. We got a new
1: gig in 2019,
2: bag. so that's nice.
1: I love it. Um,
2: and I'm Scott, and these are the movies that made us gay. Welcome back to the show. It's going to be a really fun premiere. We have a great movie to talk about and a good friend of ours. I guess it's Valentine's Day adjacent episode. Sure. Valentine's Day was just on Tuesday. This is Friday. So I guess here's our sad cowboy Valentine. (laughs) Welcome to the show. I wish that I could quit our guest. (laughs) Third time on, Drew Stanley. Welcome to the show.
3: Drew, welcome back. I don't wish I could quit you. I love being on the show.
4: (laughs) <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. And, yes. It's been too long. It's been a while. But, yeah, we are starting out the season talking about Brokeback Mountain, directed by Ang Lee, sort of in a mini Oscar season on the show. Right, right. I'm programming three Oscar movies. So I guess this is just the big gay Oscar loss that is yeah. it's important to talk about. Yeah. He also
1: ran. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, the the feel bad movie of the of the summer. It's not summer, but I mean, boy oh boy, I have very strong feelings about this movie, as I'm sure the three of us do.
2: Well, it's interesting because we don't normally on our show. We usually don't program the super on the nose movies. We definitely do. Like we do get to kind of the big gay movies that everybody immediately thinks about. <laughs> just because, I mean, it's Brokeback Mountain. It's the gay cowboy movie. This movie was a huge deal when it came out in 2005. And definitely, I mean, at least one of my big experiences with mainstream queer cinema. And I'm going to make a generalization that I would say a majority of people, this was kind of the big movie for them, especially when it comes to queer cinema.
3: Yeah, definitely. I think uh, for a lot of gay boys, it definitely was, was their first... Kind of on-screen gay kiss they probably ever saw. Um, sure. I I was reading that Ang Lee when when he premiered it in Taiwan, um, he said that the first in the first theater screening when the public saw it that everyone gasped when they heard the like um, or they saw the the two cowboys kissing. So I think it was a a worldwide. Oh.
1: Mary. For there sure, was, There was gasping in Orange County when I saw it for the first time <laughs> in Southern California. There, I was telling Scott, we were watching this movie and I was like, oh man, the, when the audience gagged when Ennis walked into the tent on night number two. <laughs> yeah. When the audience gagged when, you know, Alma Sr. saw them out the window. Like there mm-hmm. was uh, it was like uh, you know, it was not quite Deaf Comedy Jam, but you know, in in it wasn't Los Angeles. I did see this in Orange County, but in Orange County and so Southern California. Granted, Orange County is a a red enclave in typically blue California, um, and S- SoCal especially. But yeah, I feel like there was a definite visceral reaction from the crowd watching it, and just people being like, "Well, okay, okay, all right, they are <laughs> they're going there," you know, with all of it. So yeah, I think it was definitely for. Um, for a lot of people, a big eye-opener as far as representation, mm-hmm. right, of Yeah, these characters.
4: Yeah. yeah.
3: I was talking to my friend last night about um, he remembers when they were marketing it and the he grew up in Montana, um, as Scott and I did, and, and uh, he said that when he went to the... There was an AMC he went to go see it at and he saw the posters for it and they... We'll talk about the Titanic-esque poster that we all know and love, but they also did a lot of marketing for it that was like uh, basically like straight baiting, where they would show wow. the a photo of like Jack and his wife instead That's of. That's how the, two the ads were in
2: the trades in like Variety and the Hollywood Reporter yeah. and stuff. When they would do for your consideration ads, they would always put in the shots of Jake and Anne and Michelle and Heath.
3: Yep. I can't.
2: Yep. I can't. Mm-hmm. There's a poster I, I
3: saw today of of uh, Jake Gyllenhaal mm-hmm. and his wife, like or Ennis and his, or uh, yeah, Jack and his wife in uh, a maternity ward, like holding a baby. Sure. Yeah. And,
1: like, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. And that's like a, a lobby card for this movie. I feel like you know a big kind of litmus test for me is you know my mom and my aunt. Sure. Are Melinda and Margie going to these movies? It's not made for a lot of Oscars. They have to see it. Which is always
2: interesting when you get sort of an offbeat Oscar contender that they're sitting through.
1: Yeah. So, you know, for me, Melinda and Margie are always my litmus test of like, is this movie too crazy? How is this going to (laughs) play in the rest of America? How is this going to play in Pomona? Mm -hmm. You know, and I will never forget discussing it at like, you know, my grandma's house at like the dining room table, my grandma not participating. She was probably making something. Um, but just sitting there going, they saw this movie, like it ain't no thing, and here we are talking about it. Yeah, it was huge they had They had questions. Yeah. Um, and I was trying to like express them, but it was very much like...
3: Did they have questions about the tent scenes specifically? Well, <laughs>
1: what
3: did they have questions about? <laughs>
1: their, their questions were okay, so... What's Ennis's deal? Is he gay? Sure. Is he, gay? Yeah. which is and kind is gay? of interesting. Is which is kind
2: of interesting to the material because it's yeah. definitely it, there in the short. It brings
1: mm-hmm. up a whole other conversation about like queerness and all that stuff. Um,
2: like, would you describe Ennis more on the bisexual?
1: Right, but it also brings mm-hmm. up the conversation of just like this is all they had, and this which yeah. is a big theme of this movie. Is you yeah. know, every couple of months, first it was four years, and then we find out. Oh, another. Another audible gag in the theater <sighs> was when Annie, my girl Annie Hathaway, she's, like, doing her thing on her little ad machine. And he's, like, oh, where's my jacket? I can't find my parka or whatever. And she's, like.
2: And really good in that scene. She's really good in that so scene. So good. Yeah. She's yeah. giving him the
1: whole song and dance about, well, why can't he come up here? You go over there all the time. And he's, like, oh, his truck can't make it, whatever, like, excuses. And then she goes, on her breath, she goes you're going up there three or four times a year. And the audience went, ah! <gasps> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you don't know. Uh, the the movie doesn't really illustrate the, the passage of time, and it gives you these little bits of information yeah. of how much time has passed. And when she said, at this point now you're going up there three or four times a year. You're like, Oh girl, he's going up there like every three months for now sure. Yeah. For these fishing and fucking trips. And you're just like, woo! And the, I remember specifically the audience, like, ah, <laughs> like they lost. It. I'm not sure when
3: you, I'm not sure when you actually figure out, uh, the entire time span, but it, it ultimately, right. they ended up having this, this whole shindig happening for about 20 years it's in 20 the story. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Alma jr. Is, is 19 at the end of the movie. Yeah. And, you know, um, So, yeah, and that's another part of that question of, like, well, you know, how is Ennis gay? And it's like, well, Ennis doesn't identify as this or that. These are just feelings he has and how he's, you know, expressing them. You know, we've got the time period. We've got social norms, all that (laughs) stuff. So it's like that's. Like I said, that's a whole other conversation that I'm not going to sit there and tell my mom, like, well, Ennis Dumar is a bisexual man. Yeah. He's a, he's a six and a half on the Kinsey scale. You yeah. know? He's actually a demisexual. Uh, dem-
3: there, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. there you go. But, you know, it's just all these factors are, like, you know, befalling him to just kind of, like, this is all I got. This is all we have is mm-hmm. these, like, quarterly, you know trysts up here up here at Brokeback. But that's that's what's so heartbreaking about the movie at the end of yeah. the movie. Yeah. Well, Yeah,
2: before we get too into the story of yeah. Brokeback, let's we've we talked a little bit about it. So you saw this movie in Orange County. Let it let's mm. get in our time machine and go to yes. fall of two thousand five. Yes. Which is A very different time than what we're living in now. But also, I was thinking, there was a lot of kind of major studio movies that had sort of LGBT angles in them. And I was making a list today. So we got the obvious Brokeback. Capote, which was in Best Picture with Brokeback Mountain. This is the year of Rent the producers, the, our very last episode, The Family Stone. Did you know that we did two 2005 movies wow. back-to-back? Right. Family Stone, out the same month as this movie. I think it was, huh. like, the week after this came out. Yeah, this came out in um, December, I think, of
3: 2005, right? Well, there you go. Yeah.
2: yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of the LGBT, like, the LGBT-ness was sort of <laughs> seeping into sure. mainstream pop culture. Yeah. It was very hit-or-miss. I don't know if anybody really cares about the producers are rent anymore. But I mean, it was kind of, they were big studio movies with gay characters in them. Yeah. And I remember reading about Brokeback Mountain when I was in high school that. It was all over online. Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal are signing on to a gay Western directed by Ang Lee, and they're shooting it in Canada. And I'll always remember when I was working at the movie store at the time, I think it was shortly after production period, and somebody came in that worked on the movie. And he was like, oh, yeah, I'm working on the new Ang Lee movie. Um, that just Whoa. wrapped filming in Alberta. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, did you meet Heath Ledger or Michelle <laughs> Williams? And he goes, uh, yeah. And I actually went to a hockey game with them. And they're both Work. really nice people. And Michelle Williams, Drew, is also from Kalispell.
4: Oh, I didn't know that.
2: Did you know that? No, yeah, she's crazy. from Montana. I think that her family still lives in Montana. Yeah. And so, and she, her parents like shuffled her back and forth to Los Angeles when she was a kid.
3: That's wild. From
2: Montana, When she was like getting started, when she was like thirteen years old, good for her parents. Yeah, right. Must be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I remember reading about this movie when I was in high school, and then yeah, it was a huge deal when this came out. So I saw this movie at the Gallatin Valley Cinema in Bozeman with my friend Jessamine, Mm -hmm. and then I went to it again the next month with my friend Rose. So I took my girlfriends (laughs) to this movie twice. (laughs) And yeah, I remember just because it's set in Wyoming, everybody in Montana did have an opinion on this movie, including family members of... I'm not going to see that gay cowboy movie. And you yep. can definitely relate to that. <laughs> like we are both country kids from like a rural yes. community. I
3: grew up in the country. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. In the same area where Scott grew up as well. And and I had actually just, I think I had just come out or I was about to come out when this movie was in theaters. So I didn't actually see it in theaters. Um, I also would not have been 18. So I couldn't have seen it because it was R rated anyway. Right. Or it was, was it PG three. Right. Yeah, it was R. Yeah. Yep. And, um, uh, but I did rent it from the movie store where you used to work. <laughs> uh, so we did after it came out, out on video, and this I
2: did not cross my time at the movie. store. Yes, our, our paths
3: did not cross. Quit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Our paths did cross, but not with Brokeback Mountain. But not yeah, and I, uh, I, I got the DVD, and I, I, you know, scurried it away in my in my room and watched it on my little uh, TV in my room, and you know, loved it. And I think I've seen it now you know three or four times since then and watching it last night was the first time i'd watched it in a really long time and i think the thing that that hit me the hardest like you know aside from the it's just a brutal movie anyway but heath ledger like r.i.p to that man yeah. Like it's so, he's so such good. a good actor, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's
2: really good in this movie. I feel like we went to high school with this character too. Especially how <laughs> oh, we, <with yeah.
3: laughs> I'm related to this we character. All went, like Drew and uh, I definitely this character know is this my mumble has my genetics. He just talks yeah, like he has
2: like <laughs> oh my God. rocks in his mouth. Yes, we definitely knew this guy. Yes, like, growing up
3: for sure. Yeah, and th- they did a really good job sort of just typecasting that character for sure, in both in Ennis and in Jack, uh, for mm-hmm. sure, in this movie. And I noticed as well in the landscapes, I kept forgetting that it was filmed in Canada because it looks
2: yeah. like it looks Wyoming exactly, or where we grew it, up. It, yeah. it looks exactly around where we, where yeah. we grew up. It Definitely. looks like, I mean, it looks like the Crazy Mountains.
3: It does, yeah. certain shots. Yeah, it does. Or like even, um, you know, uh, Glacier Park or something in, mm-hmm. in certain parts of it. But yeah, I think... I think that the the biggest thing was that Jack and, or just that that Heath Ledger being gone for so long. I was just like, oh man, he was like, what a loss. He was such a good actor. I also will say, I let out the biggest gay gasp twice when Anne Hathaway came on screen, and then also when uh, Anna Faris came on screen. I completely forgot that Anna Faris is in this movie. <laughs>
2: I think that we had the gay gasp when you saw David Harbour. Oh, yeah. Probably the first thing I ever saw David Harbour in without even knowing his name.
1: Well, that was the first thing that anybody saw David Harbour in. I don't Bear icon. He was, not, mm-hmm. he was a good 15 years away. From and the that's a character,
2: goes. too, yeah. that I think that I was that young, like 19, that, that I think that whole storyline did kind of go over my head. Of that, oh, yeah, he's like, he's fucking Anna Faris' husband.
1: fishing, yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. Like, I I don't Uh, think that I fully grasped that whole subplot of the movie. That he was
3: cruising Anna Faris's husband. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And
1: And then he he was giving it right back. He was just like, hey, man, I got that cabin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was like, work. But, you know, when you look like... Jake Gyllenhaal is probably not that hard to find It's true Yeah Trade You know Anybody (laughs) that's willing
3: Something else that struck me Watching this last So last week I reread The short story This is based on By Annie Mm -hmm. Proulx And um, It's a really good adaptation And it's 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 over two hours long But they They really like Didn't have to add Too much to it Everything
2: is in Everything in that movie Is in the short yeah. Like yeah, yeah, pretty much sure. literal off the page. I remember we read the short for a film class that was specifically about adaptations. Mm-hmm. Of just sort of this is a really well, it's that
1: thing of like, you know, something that's a thousand plus pages, Lord of the Rings, is unfilmable as is in book form. But and and that just kind of shows you how much content is in uh what is it, a hundred Pages. Oh, not even that. Yeah. I think it's 80, like 80 I pages. think it's like
2: seventy pages long. Yeah. It was like an
1: an hour read,
4: basically, yeah. and that makes
1: it two a two hour plus movie. Yeah, which is, which is so interesting about when you know when you adapt material like that. Um, I. Uh, went to Montana for the first time with Scott in 2013, but when I watched this movie, I thought that the landscapes reminded me of that little bit uh, when you're driving on the 5 and you're going to the Glendale Galleria. Um, <laughs> just don't look at the uh, disgusting LA River to the right. Only look to the left and see you know, All right. the Hollywood Hills. It doesn't really look
2: like Not that. Not really, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was just trying to contribute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: I was going to say, I'm trying to imagine where in LA that looks like and I can't think of it. <laughs>
1: You know, that bit of Griffith Park, but the back yeah. side. You
3: know. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of Brooklyn, actually, when I watched it. It was just uncanny how much of Brooklyn it looks like, for sure. The, the,
4: <laughs> Ennis and Alma's apartment. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> above, right, above right, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> which, would, which would go for about 3500 right now. Yeah, seriously.
2: I was reading about the production history of this movie, that this was being opted in the early 2000s, and... There was two major Hollywood directors were attached to this movie before Ang Lee got involved. The two are Gus Van Sant, obviously. This seems like very on brand for Gus Van Sant. Yeah. And at the time, Matt Damon and Joaquin Phoenix were the ones no. being considered no. as these two roles. And I'm sure Ben's name was thrown in there somewhere. <laughs>
3: yeah, for sure. And Matt, mm-hmm. I think it was Matt Damon, He, when Ang Lee approached him to be in the movie, he said something about how he's like, well... I've already done a gay role and I've already done a cowboy role. I can't do a gay cowboy role, a role. And it's just like, okay, go away.
2: <laughs> and um, the other director that I thought was interesting was Joel Schumacher. Work. That was doing meetings on it. And I think that when he was involved, it was either uh, Ryan Phillippe or Josh Hartnett, but probably Colin Farrell.
1: Because okay. he kind right.
2: of discovered Colin Farrell. Right. Did you know that?
1: Thin blue line. Red uh, line.
2: Loop. Tigerland. Tigerland. Yeah. Tigerland. So I mean yeah, yeah. that would have been an interesting movie and people don't really give Joel Schumacher a lot of credit that he's directed a lot of different types of movies. So mm-hmm. why couldn't Brokeback Mountain fit in there somewhere? Sure. And then Ang Lee circled back to this movie I think around like 2003.
1: Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I was uh in 2005 I don't remember how old I was. Early 20s. Um, I had I, out for a few years. I had already had relationships that I had introduced my family to. Um, so I was just like, friends, let's go see this movie. So I took some friends to it. And I'm sitting there the whole time just, like, affected and just like, oh, my God, this is so sad. And I think that they were just very, like... Well, you get a load of this? They they just had that that kind of giggly, like, oh, my God, like kind of reaction to it. And I was like, you guys, that was so sad. And they're just like, remember when they were in the tent? And I was just like, stop. Of
3: course. Yeah. That's like, yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean?
1: Um, But, and I don't know if it was because we were young and, you know, they were, you know, mostly straight friends and they just, you know, they weren't confused by it, but they were just like not, you know. Like I was saying, how my mom was just like, "So what? So what's the deal?" You know, people want to like put labels on things and all of that, and you know, we we as gay people, along with getting to choose our family, we <laughs> we get to just like kind of we go through that like period of like maybe the whole like. No, of course I'm not gay. Then it's like maybe I'm bi. Then it's like yes, yeah. I'm gay. Then like after a while, you're just like whatever. Who fucking did <laughs> <you>? Like
0: <laughs> I bottom, thought
1: bottom, whatever, first, <laughs> yeah, honor, yeah. silver wolf, blah blah blah. It's like I don't give a shit. When you get to a certain age, you're just like you are into who you're into, and based on circumstances, like we said, it's like this. This movie starts out like we kind of touched on. This movie goes through a roughly twenty year span Mm -hmm. of these two characters and it starts off in the mid 60s and it goes to like the early 80s right yeah i think so crazy time for you know like being queer you know crazy time in american history a lot of like turmoil that stuff they're in like a very conservative part of the country all that and so you know you just kind of you see the circumstances they're in, and I feel like wherever you were, just a certain generation, we all kind of have that like, God, that that could have been me, or or that is me. Mm-hmm. You know, this is maybe this is how I'm going to have to live my life, or this is how I have been living my life. or yeah. Thank God I don't have to live my life that way. But it, I feel like as as queer people were able, we watch this movie, and, and you just relate on some level somewhere. Yeah. To what they're going mm-hmm. through. I mean, this, and I think straight people are just like, Well, what are they? How do they identify? It? Like, <laughs> that doesn't matter, right? They don't even have the vocabulary. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Even Jack who Jack who clearly like is probably a uh, like an 11 on the Kinsey scale, just like Dick, like, Jack yeah. is like straight up gay. He is a, a like homosexual. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, because of his circumstances, he's, you know, he's married. He, he married. Lur- Lorraine. Can we just talk about her name is Lorraine? Yes. That.
2: <laughs> That's such a name of like our grandparents. I'd love it for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I think that
3: it's what you were saying, Pete, about not having the language to put, on like whatever you're feeling, I think yeah. like that's what it was like before we had terms like gay and lesbian and bi. Trans is a different right. a different thing, but yeah.
4: right. like
3: gay, lesbian, bi was a those are relatively modern terms in the in the scheme of human history. And so prior to that, people just did what Ennis and Jack did, as they acted on their feelings right. and often were with both men and women. Uh, of course, women they were with because it was women were seen as property more than anything else for a long time. So that was a, a big part of that too. But I think that that's kind of what's happening here is they, they didn't have the words to put on it, but they knew what their feelings were. Um, yeah. Which is also kind of the beauty of the story too.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And the deep, deep yeah, sadness I, as well.
4: <laughs>
1: oh my God. Yeah. And it's like, I feel, you know, you watch it and you think like, and it's, Ennis probably does love Alma, you know? Yeah. Uh,
4: mm-hmm. Yeah. Show
1: Williams' character. Mm-hmm. It's like there is love there. He loves his daughters. It's yeah. Like, um, yeah, the scene where they're just...
3: they're at the fireworks show. Yeah. Like that was that scene was meant to show you that he oh c- cares about his family and he cares about his kids and he wants to be a good father. But,
2: right. you know,
3: he can't shake the his love for Jack. But
2: there's just something about his intense connection with Jack yeah. that doesn't really yeah. compare it to his love for his wife.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the, okay. So that's the other thing about this movie, is that it kind of has everything. Like, it kind of has everything for, like... And, it's again, especially going back to the time... It's very important that we like talk about the time period that this was in 2005 like today we are in like a post glee kind of like world where it's just like i'm 11 i'm queer get used to it you're like (laughs) all right (laughs) you know what i mean but like in 2005 it's like yes these movies were out and we had will and grace for a good six years at this point but you know we're still very much like very other you know we still are today but even then it's like even more so and so this movie has everything because if you're like uh like a uh, a young kid who's just like thinking it's got like all the like the camping stuff, right? And you're just like, ooh, <laughs> this is like, this is shit that you're just like, I've never seen anything like this before. For like an older person, it has the the drama and the real romance that that these characters have, you know, Jake um, and Heath. Yeah, Jake and Heath, big draws at the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and then like, if you're if you're a little bit older than that, or if you've been in a long term relationship, the more their their relationship grows, you see that like, yes, they're going up to these trips to like. Go to Bone Zone like every every three <laughs> months, but also they sit there and they have these conversations about their lives, and it's just like they're they really are in this long term relationship that's mm-hmm. lasted all these years. Yeah, and it's like you know, uh, uh, queer people can relate to this too because of like with like hookup culture and like all that stuff. It's like sometimes sometimes you have these people in your life for so long, yeah, and you're just mm-hmm. like. Hey, what's that? And it's just, it becomes this long-term, long-distance relationship. And we're all just like, yeah, cool. I know. I've been, been there. Yeah, for you sure. Know? It
3: it totally felt <laughs> very real. And what I was saying earlier is that I was, I was like, I don't remember how old I was. I would have been like 15, I guess, when this movie came out or when mm-hmm. I rented it anyway. Uh, so I had either, again, either just come out or was out Right after I rented this movie, but I I watched yeah. it like in secret. I I couldn't like watch it oh, yeah. with anybody. Oh, <laughs>
1: I no, did have not a watching this with the family. No,
3: no, <laughs> my God, not at that time. No, now my parents yeah. would, my parents would would like try it. Were, but...
2: were your parents familiar with this movie? Yes. At the time, yeah. Because well, I, w- I would think that they would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was like
3: I don't think that there was any sort. They didn't like. I don't remember them ever talking about it in a negative way, but just you know, it was definitely within everyone's mind for sure. And I'd
2: imagine that it was probably like, "Oh, you mean the gay cowboy movie?" Yeah,
3: yeah, sure. We're not going to watch mm-hmm.
2: that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm,
3: um, yeah. And I, but I do, I did have a really good group of friends like uh, that all watched it as well. Uh, like after you know later on, and and so we that was when I watched it the second time was with some friends, and this was a couple of years afterwards, uh, and that even like like you could tell this movie really changed a lot of people's views on gay people in general. And it sort of spoke a language for a lot of people that, that, you know, they needed to have that sort of interpreted for them as far as like the whole cowboy thing, for sure, mm-hmm. that they can exist anywhere and they do. And, yeah. you know, I mean, the Annie Prue when she got the idea for Brokeback Mountain, she had been, I think she said that she had been like in a bar somewhere out in the West and, um, saw a man watching men play pool and he like was only watching the men play pool. And that was when it struck in her and she was like, Oh, maybe there yeah. could be like gay cowboys that, that would fall in love and have a tryst for 20 years.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: I mean, especially when you think about just sort of we, where we're from, I mean, I think that both of our families have been in Montana for a while. Forever. And when you just kind of, when you just kind of look at the LGBT experience, like, well, of course there were gay people back then. And yeah. what would that have what but it's what would that experience have been but it's
1: like? like? Bitch, you think it's hard to find a gay person now? You open a, you open up Grinder in like the middle of like nowhere but fuck Montana and it's like, <laughs> oh the closest person is hundred and fifty miles away and it's like wanna meet up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And
3: that person's <laughs> always like it's it's very sad because they're like you can tell that they are kind of an Ennis or a Jack figure a lot of the times. They like yeah. they're yeah. not like if Ennis or Jack had Grinder, well, maybe not Jack, but Ennis. If he had Grinder, there would be no face. It would no. just be a torso, yeah. and like that is that if is like a the picture yeah. at all. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, they're not sending yeah. you anything at all. But yeah, if you open up Grinder in the middle of nowhere in Montana, like a lot of times Grinder will be like, "Oh, here's the nearest person to you," and it's like Minneapolis or Seattle. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's like I thirteen find- hours away. <laughs> now, when we go back to Montana, I find looking at Scruff and stuff to be fascinating. It is very fascinating. When I'm around Fergus County. Yeah, it is very fascinating. Which I'm always kind of surprised of what random areas... It is kind of interesting to see where are those communities when I go back home now. And
1: And so we have the luxury of the internet to say somebody is... 98 miles away. Do you want to hop in the car right now?
2: Um, but <laughs> you just have to go off of like a
1: look you know what I'm saying back then. Yeah, mm-hmm. like 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 he said about the, the pool players and all that stuff, and you know, and I remember specifically this the scene where uh Jack tries to buy the drink for the rodeo clown. Uh, I'd like to
4: buy Jimbo here beer. Um, I stay in rodeo plan. i never worked. My next
3: cowboy. I was letting every rodeo hand I pulled the bowl off or buy me liquor. I've been a alcoholic long ago. Pulling bulls off for you, buckaroos, is just my
1: job. Save your money for your next entry fee, cowboy. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And yep. and that's and that's that thing. That's that age old question of like your aunt, like how? Well, how do you know? You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and and it's that thing that you had to do with that when there when you are in a town with no gay bars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, especially again going back to the the time period that this movie's in. If this is a, let's say, it's the early seventies you know, in in the northwest somewhere there's not gonna be a gay bar in these towns. Well he's in Texas now, even worse, you know. Yeah. So um it's that thing of how do you know and he's just trying to be very like, oh, you're a rodeo console, I don't know, maybe maybe
3: You're kind of <laughs> constantly having to put yourself at risk by you're just yeah. you're gambling every time you go to one of these yeah. bars and you're like, yeah. is this guy gonna think that I'm hitting on him and is he going to take that well or is he going to get triggered and like mm-hmm. beat the shit out of me, you know? Yeah. Um and then you, I mean, or you I, go to like find an actual sex worker like he does in that one yes. scene he goes to the border and and finds a yeah. sex worker because that's where you have your outlet a lot of the times I think in those yeah. days mm-hmm. yeah
4: absolutely. or even
3: now
1: I mean I I have memories of like being in my early twenties and just like most of my friends were from college were were straight and so we would go out and I would go out with them to to these bars and we're in Los Angeles in the early to mid two thousands. In, like, the most hipstery of hipster bars, and I'm still just, like, oh, fuck. I don't know, man. Like, am I going to get my face smashed in? You know? And it's, like, where where else could be more inclusive than an actual gay bar? Yeah, you know? for sure. But the places that we're at, and I'm still feeling, like, holy shit. I mean, so I-, I can imagine just getting that, you know, like, when I do go to, like, real straight bars, I'm just, like, ah. Yeah, I don't know if I'll
3: ever, ever, like, shed that defense mechanism that I think we all gain, but especially from Montana, where I live in New York now, and, like, it is generally very fine to be gay, basically, anywhere you want to be in most of the areas of the five boroughs, but I still have this sort of, like, radar going on, unless I'm in an actual gay bar, then it doesn't really matter. Did I ever
2: tell you about the story of when I was at the the Montana Tavern in Lewistown, (laughs) and I was there with... All of my girlfriends. I think that our friend Rose was there. Uh, I think that Jamie was there. Just a, a guy in a bar alone with all of these girls. And even the bartender was like a, was like a girl. So we're all, just, we're all just sitting at the bar having a good time. We see a truck, like, go by the bar. And then it stops. And they come in. And they come up to me. And they're just like, hey, looks like you're having a good time. Do you want to buy some viagra in my hand in my sweaty palm? Oh. And I'm just
1: like loose viagra out of my yeah, hand and you could sort of Wait, tell that, that and you one's could Skittle.
2: and you could sort of tell like as he was talking to me that it was clicking of that oh. Right. I I I don't think that
1: I'm barking up the wrong tree here.
2: I'm barking up the wrong tree here. <laughs> yeah. Of And he was actually very nice when I was like, you know, I think I'm good, not right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm good, and he's just like, "All right, have a good day." <laughs> he, and then I was also, and, and then I was just thinking of like, this could have gone yeah. many different directions. Yeah, bullet
3: dodged. Yeah, for sure. And <laughs> yeah,
2: hopefully, and I'm glad that it went in the right direction. Yeah, and yeah. also
3: a a unforgivable erection dodged as well because you didn't, no, 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 you didn't no, no,
4: buy
1: but, that Viagra.
2: <laughs> but also, it's just like, what if I was straight? <laughs> of just like, all right, girls, like, I gotta we got
1: four hours
2: we got four yeah. hours <laughs> from What from this from this loose viagra tablet it's also
3: like viagra is can. not illegal but you can just go yes. get it like why would you sell a loose viagra a <laughs> you bar? still need a prescription and <laughs> that's true are,
1: are very that there's is true whole, yeah there there's that hymns and roman and all that there's a whole uh, like like cottage industry well actual viagra is expensive well that's what i'm saying there's this whole cottage industry of like are you too embarrassed to go to the doctor to ask for dick pills right
3: right and those same companies do stuff like the hair loss creams and -hmm. and anti-aging serums and stuff because they're too embarrassed to be like is it gay to care about my appearance
4: Yes.
2: (laughs) okay so the opening scenes of this movie that Mm -hmm. ennis and jack meet being uh cheap herders I mean, they're just kind of doing cowboy work for farmers that just need to keep their sheep in one place. Has any of your family done anything like this? Because my dad has.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, Your dad mm-hmm. absolutely has.
2: <laughs> um, I believe that – well, I, I think that also the crazy mountains around where we grew up, I think that they do have sheep farms like this, like up in the mountains. It's called it, – it's uh, the Grass Hills. Yeah, I can see you that. See a lot of, you see a lot of kind of sheep up there, and that's where these two meet.
1: Yeah, uh working for one Mr. Randy Quaid. Probably the last incredible thing <laughs> right, Randy Quaid was right. ever
2: in. I think he's really good in this movie. Yeah, he Oscar
1: is. nominee
2: Randy Quaid, don't you forget that.
1: Not for this movie.
2: But not for, n- not for this movie, but yeah, he has an Oscar nomination. He plays a very mm-hmm.
3: uh a very good asshole for sure. Yeah.
2: I think he's yeah, really good in this absolutely. movie. He is very but good. But you know
1: what what this movie does and um I mean attribute it to the the scripts, the actors, I'm down to the costuming. You know who these two characters yes. are before they walk into Randy Quaid's trailer. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Ennis Ennis has his brown paper bag with like food in it and like some clothes and he's like not talking to anybody. Jack comes in in this sh- shitty old truck but like better clothes, right? Mm-hmm. Like Jack's outfits are always a little bit more put together. A little bit more like this is what a cowboy dresses like, right? I mean, this is what I'm getting as somebody who has no kind of like reference for this lifestyle. Oh, this um, this I,
3: scene definitely struck me yeah. as someone who does have this reference. Like, I it yeah. is a spitting image of of someone you would see like at a gas
1: station in in central Montana for sure. Yeah, at least which is then. crazy. Be no, yeah, which is crazy because I feel like both of their looks are very like. It doesn't look outdated, or like sure, or like oh, this is from this. This is clearly a sixties. It's that like, classic movie.
2: Wrangler style like, that is mm-hmm. timeless. Both yeah. of those mm-hmm.
1: two in that first scene could walk into anywhere today in those exact outfits, and it's like, yeah, yeah, whatever, definitely, you know, definitely. This is what you wear when you do those jobs.
2: I think that I even noticed that Jack's character wears Wranglers, and I think Ennis wears Levi's. Oh.
4: Mm, if you're okay. going to be
2: that specific. All, all right. that, that might not be the case in all of the movie, but I definitely noticed it yeah. in certain scenes of the movie. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: Interesting. I didn't notice that at all. hmm I wouldn't something like Jack there. is definitely more, like, um, tr- attempting to be, like, more outwardly confident and, like, leaning on his truck. And like... Also,
2: just kind of classic cowboy.
1: hmm Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and Ennis is just like kind of like laborer, day laborer, just like migrant worker kind of like... I'm not here to no make thrill. friends. Yeah. Yeah. Even, yeah.
2: Even down to their hats, kind of sure. Jack has the more traditional black cowboy hat and then Ennis just kind of has a... It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a sheep herding hat
4: mm-hmm. yeah
3: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and apparently they're so this job that they take uh it's illegal, like they're not supposed to be doing it, because yes. the mm-hmm. sheep are being kept on I think they said it was kept on like federal land
1: mm-hmm. uh, and yep. so that's why one of them needs to spend the night with the sheep exactly yeah uh not supposed to be there,
3: right right, so that this Got this it. guy's hiring all these day laborers who are down on their luck and they'll do really any work because it's illegal, yeah. they can't say anything so sort yeah. of a one in a, they can do it, do whatever they want with these daily verse basically. Yeah. Right. Or right. treat them how they want.
1: And, it. and it, it's, it's interesting because like, even though kind of Jack has this outward appearance of being a little bit more confident and maybe having a little bit more money. He, when we, what we find out later on is that he does not have any money. <laughs> you know, he's just as down on his luck as Ennis really like Ennis has no family. His parents are gone. His caretaker, his older siblings are just like, "We're married now, and you're of age, so go get the fuck out of here, go make your own living and And what we find out about Jack is that his parents don't really have a lot, you know they have a ranch, and that's about it. you know he wanted to go and and ride horses and in um and rodeo and all that, but you know it's like like you said if if you're taking this job, this is pretty much you need anything yeah you're desperate get, yeah for sure yeah Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they do have that kind of in common but Jack being a little bit more boisterous and being a little bit more like we were saying earlier or like I was saying earlier a little bit more like outwardly like straight up gay Um he kind of you know he's he sees Ennis maybe takes a liking to him at the very beginning and is just like alright I'm going to use this summer and I'm going to make any excuse to fucking
3: <laughs> he makes the first moves yeah. He does. He introduces himself first and sort of is mm-hmm. the, yeah. He's the more outgoing one for sure. Yeah. He's the one who's also yeah, more it's...
1: emotional. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But you see these little things of him like complaining a little bit more about having to sleep with a sheep. And it's like he's trying to be able to stay at camp mm-hmm. with Ennis. But it backfires the first time because Ennis is like, okay, you don't want to go sleep with a sheep? I'll go do it. Yeah. You know? And he's like, fuck, well, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not here to make friends. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So they're every night, you know, they're like they're having their little sad can of beans like dinner and like drinking this whiskey and I'm going, How much how much the fuck whiskey did Jack bring on this well, trip? Well, I mean, the, yeah. Scott was like, the oh, Chilean, no, they're, they're the ordering Chilean it. The
2: Chilean yeah. cheap hoarders or herders are right, just giving right. them bottles. They're, they're yep. ordering mm-hmm. it with the rest of their Other
3: supplies, yeah. yeah. They're throwing in yeah. whiskey there. Too. And it takes a while for us to get to the actual love interest part of it. I mean, you can, yes. you can see it yeah. building up, but they really sort of, and not in a bad way, they really kind of drag it out a little bit to build up that tension for sure.
2: Man, you could really feel on that night where how cold it is. Ennis gets mm-hmm. in the tent with them yeah. because when like I would go camping with a ki- when I was a kid, and you would wake up at like three in the morning, and it would be like thirty degrees so in the summer cold. or something. Oh my god! And it was just so cold. Yeah. So yeah. And it was. Snowing, i definitely been there.
3: I think at that mm-hmm. point too in this movie. So like it's it's definitely below freezing while they're yeah. laying in this tent, and yeah. And that's the that's what br- the snow is. It brings them together finally.
1: You know, sometimes you just need that <laughs> body heat. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, you that need shot, it. yeah,
2: that shot of Jake grabbing Heath's hand and putting it on over his crotch. Yeah, <laughs> so good. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you can, yeah, I mean, just that whole sex scene of just like. The
3: famous, that's what everyone thinks of when they think of Brokeback Mountain, is this scene. Yeah. It really
1: is. But I I feel like it took a while for. And I remember the first time I saw, you know, now it's kind of like a meme or like a joke of like, oh, you know, the real hero of this movie, like Jack, like he, he had a. An ass full of beans and no lube. Bareback with no lube. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My friend
3: who uh, he grew up in Miami was telling me that he saw this movie. Like it had like an outdoor, like everyone was like on pool floaties, and it was like an outdoor theater. And he said in the scene, so Miami. Yeah, I know. (laughs) And when uh, when the sex scene happens, he said that like it was you know a bunch of queer people just in a pool, and they they were all like,
1: oh, (laughs) 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 that's gotta hurt. been there yeah no, i mean mm-hmm. I, again i remember when he ledger spits in his hand the whole theater was like <gasps> yeah <gasps> like, yeah oh. but you know what i think
2: that people misremember the scene being more graphic, graphic. because it really isn't it's not yeah yeah it's mm-hmm. it's
3: definitely and i think intentionally so it's very much not passionate it is it is like they're right. they're having like or at least ennis is having like angry coming to terms with myself sex and jack is finally getting what he's been pining for this entire time and it's it's a painful probably imagined not great experience like for anybody Mm. involved (laughs) (laughs) but then we get more scenes like this that are much more like they're very very romantic and very sweet after this Mm -hmm. for sure yeah Yeah. including shot
2: oh yeah go ahead i was gonna say great shot of uh when they go back up on uh, on the ridge, and he sees the dead, uh, he sees the dead sheep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then there's that shot of them looking over like the landscape, mm-hmm. and just how that shot's like framed. This movie has like beautiful camera work. This is Everyone a Mexican does. cinematographer. This is Rod- uh, this is shot by Rodrigo and he is a mexican dp and he works with scorsese a lot and just huh. how that shot is framed is so beautiful yeah the shots they're, they're just sort of both looking out onto this beautiful but very lonely landscape
3: mm-hmm. really really good um like tons of wide massive establishing shots that are done really really well in this movie yeah like at the very beginning yeah, the that uh the shot of the semi i think is driving down the highway and it's just surrounded by nothing for miles yeah, yeah. this is really really good yeah
1: Seeing this movie in the theater, you really get that sense of just like, and I think they were trying to show just like that whole big sky kind of mm-hmm. quote. Mm-hmm. Feeling they just it,
2: programmed it this at the really well. New Beverly, and we missed it. Oh, did they? I had to work mm-hmm. that day, so mm-hmm. I couldn't go see it.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I think that 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 you know s- s- setting everything up, finally, you know, having that one scene in the tent that first night and then you know there's a very um intentional scene of you know Ennis getting his his horse ready and Jack's walking towards him and he like pulls out his like shotgun and is like checking it puts it away and he's just like ah but <laughs> you know like I said it's that it's a scene that it's the next night and they're like packing up and Jack goes in the tent and Ennis is sitting there and he's just you're like okay what's going to happen and he gets up and walks in the tent and everybody in the theater was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you're not sure what's going to happen. I mean, we know what's going to happen. It's a movie. They're on the poster, but... Yeah. yeah. And then we almost get like
3: a slow montage of these scenes of them being, being yeah. together, you know, in, in the yeah. wilderness. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then eventually they get caught, but they don't know that yet by the... Yeah. By the Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid, uh-huh. yeah. He's in his binoculars and he's up in the trees and he's (laughs) he's not happy about it and we get the famous quote when when he when they come back to the office to get more work he's just like we weren't paying you boys to let the dogs wash the sheep while you were up there stemming the (laughs) rows So that needs to be
2: a That needs to be a quote that I need to work into my everyday conversation. I, like, I what, know. What
3: the hell did he say? Stam, in Stam- the Rose. That's also in the story, and, too. Like, she wrote in that my- in. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And just in that Randy Quaid delivery, it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. very
3: good. Oh, my
1: God. And, you know, me, uh, City Mouse, I'm just like... But what is the point of them take? I thought I'm thinking this is city slickers. Like they're taking it's a cattle drive. They're taking them from point A to point B. Oh, (laughs) and I'm like, why is Randy Quaid? No, they're just just keeping go. He could just just keeping them one space. He could just go and like a day trip and be and be back to his trailer by lunch. Like, where are they? (laughs) I'm I'm not getting it. I'm like, this isn't making zero sense to me. Um, and yeah, Scott's explaining it. He's like, "Oh no, they're just putting them on the side of the mountain for bloody bloop." And I'm just like, "All right, I, whatever, It doesn't yeah. matter." We
2: we get the great screwball antics of the um, the other sheep that get mixed in. Love it. That's I love right. seeing I love seeing Jake manhandle that sheep. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. oh my Jake god. also someone who is a city slicker. He is. He mm-hmm. is in city slickers, in slickers, an industry kid from Los Angeles. And yeah, yeah you see Jake handling that sheep.
1: Yeah <laughs> Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. there's there's things about this movie that that I'm watching and I'm just like, I get that this is authentic. Um, I had to
2: fill Pete in that when you get those shots of the sheep on the mountain that I have a memory of my dad when I was a kid and being out and calling them maggots. Of like those are like mountain maggots because when you look at them, they look like maggots from far, far away, away. Yeah, from, from far away. Yeah. And I'll always remember that they're also not like as smart. Is. They're also about as smart a, as a maggot too. Oh, they're super very, very like,
1: dumb. That is a very Pete Youngbauer. That's a very expression. Pete Youngbauer
2: expression. I mean, yep. <laughs> your dad has
1: a lot of colorful. <laughs> he has he has a lot of like old
2: old cowboy terms like that. Yeah. Um, when he's when they mention roughneck, that's something that my dad would say. Well, a
1: roughneck yeah. is no rigger.
2: Yeah, somebody yeah. that works on an oil rig, right? right. Or like a, I learned in like the Armageddon. in like the oil fields. <laughs> sure,
1: <laughs> I learned it from Armageddon, like you, where you're supposed to learn mm-hmm.
3: that <laughs> when you're in LA, city slicker, you learn it from yeah. Armageddon. Yeah, yeah.
4: And
2: I'll also remember being up in the mountains with my dad, and we would be looking for mountain goats mm-hmm. in the crazy mountains, and he said you got to put on your mountain goat eyes, sure, because like when you're just looking at the mountain, you can't really see them, but then you have to just look closer right and you can see them cuz they blend you got to put on your mountain yeah. goat eyes yeah <laughs> yeah
3: my dad slash my grandpa also had had lots of those sayings too like older than the hills and twice as dusty this my dad always says it about himself <laughs> Yeah, love
1: it and it said something that i was like oh my god that sounds like something your dad would say i forgot oh 40 weeks he yeah. said he. He said he was gonna. When they were drunk, right about when they were right about to do it, he mm-hmm. said he was. He was gonna. That's go with right. Forty winks, and I was like, 40 winks." That is. That's such a Pete Youngbauer. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So they when. Oh, I was going to say, when they get back, when this thing ends, and it it doesn't really end well, like, they kind of fucked it up, they lost some sheep, they brought back some sheep that weren't theirs. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a debacle. It kind of gets cut short a little bit. Um, And again, I think they really kind of show you that Jack is... He's more aware of what's going on, and he's really trying to orchestrate things, and, like, he was more pissed off when it ended, not because he's losing money, but because he's losing time with this guy that clearly yeah. found, you know, something. Um, Ennis is probably pissed that he's losing he's losing money on some lost weeks. But, you know, when they kind of part ways...
2: I mean, Ennis, like, toxin. him.
1: Well, that yep. whole mm-hmm. that whole scene, you know, before and you get the, the and mountain, you get the bloody and you get the bloody he, shirt,
2: you get the bloody pearl bloody yeah. pearl snap shirt. Those goddamn shirts. I love all of those, those. shirts. They're great. Yeah, I have a couple but, of shirts mm-hmm. like that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> and me, and again, and I'm sitting here going, they're riding horses. They're going back and forth chasing these sheep, and they are tucked in shirts. The whole time This is a time period that is long gone yeah. I, If I'm doing this job First of all Where am I in my life that I'm doing this job But second of all let's just say I'm doing this job Can I just wear some shorts and like a t-shirt Like a cut no sleeves Like baseball cap I don't know yeah. <laughs> It's a whole different culture But I could not imagine A long sleeve buttoned down With the sleeves rolled down Buttoned and tucked in the whole and cowboy
2: boots I was going to say I have cowboy boots that I wear for fashion but I couldn't <laughs> even imagine yuing them to, wearing no. them to do hard labor they're not there's comfortable scenes,
1: yeah there's scenes where there's a, a campfire and Jake puts his whole ass entire ass boots in the fire. Yeah, he's drunk. Yeah. Is that real? Is he drunk? Is that something (laughs) that real cowboys are like, he's fucking up those boots. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to find out what real cowboy (laughs) people have to say about (laughs) that whole situation. But he's clearly drunk.
4: Yeah.
1: Um, But, you know, not only does Ennis beat the shit out of Jack, well, they both bloody each other up. Mm The shirts are both all bloodied. But then when they get back and they are leaving town because it's over, and Ennis... Heath Ledger beats the living shit out of that wall. I'm just yeah. like, oh my God.
2: Yells at the guy walking next to him. Yeah, mm-hmm. He's like about to puke because he,
1: yeah. he like, is so. Just that dry heaving. Oh yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: And I think this is the, the same he scene. that
3: wall. Yeah. I think he actually. Under strong emotions. I was yeah. reading that he broke his hand or hurt his hand oh. in that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was like,
1: that does not look like a fake, like rubber, like breakaway wall. That looks, that looks real yeah for
3: sure i think it's is the same scene we get where um jake is driving away and he's like sobbing in the in the truck Ugh. so sad
1: yeah and there's that shot yes yeah. in the, the rear mm-hmm. rearview mirror uh-huh. yeah oh, yeah so good um
3: and then i think we kind of fast forward after that
2: to
1: where... Yeah, this is where the timeline starts speeding up, Should we up, you discuss
2: know? the domestic portions of this mm-hmm. movie? I'd so, like yeah. to
1: talk about Annie and, and Michelle. So we should probably start with Michelle. They're doing some heavy lifting here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, for sure. And
2: very hard roles of the movie that everyone, yeah. of course, loves to yeah. talk about, Jake and Heath. But these two actresses are doing some pretty good work in this movie. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Got Michelle an Oscar nomination, her first Oscar nomination. Oh, okay. Yep.
1: Her first of uh, four, five.
2: Okay, let four. me see. We I got think this one's five. We got Brokeback. We got Blue Valentine. Yeah, I think it's like, I think it's four. Oh, okay. No, I th- Fableman's is four. I no, think I th- Fableman's is I five. I think Fableman's is five. I think Fableman's yep. is five. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we'll just, we'll leave it at that. We'll put a pin in that.
2: My Montana sis, Michelle you're Williams. Von, you're a good Montana <laughs> Judy. Pete always gives me shit that, like, whenever Michelle Williams is mentioned in any in any conversation, I always chime in. She's, she's from Montana. She's from <laughs> Montana. <Yeah. laughs> Little yeah. known
3: fact, except for now. She's yeah, from Montana. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, we don't get a lot of people from Montana, so we have to, like, treasure it's those true. moments.
2: <laughs> it's like Michelle Williams and, like, Gary Cooper.
1: Oh, and David Lynch. Yeah. David, David Lynch, Lynch is, is from, from Montana. Missoula. Yeah, that's right. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, When they first... Cut to her Walton's ass little house on the prairie, little tiny house on the edge of town. I'm just like, bitch. Two kids. Two, well, yeah. first of all, they already have two babies. They she is just like what what did they do specifically that I was like, why are they doing that? Oh, washboard in the sink. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Wash which especially
2: is, in the at this time in the '60s, like you would think that you would have maybe moved on to something else. But
1: I guess maybe what, that's just how poor they are—that a Washington. Yeah, I think their house is just too expensive.
2: He's like not making enough money.
3: She's working at a yeah. grocery store, and then they have two kids, and they have another one. I think along, or they haven't. She hasn't gotten pregnant with the third one yet, but she will eventually. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
4: yeah.
2: One of my kind of big takeaways when revisiting this movie now that I've lived a life that. <laughs> Thank God that I never put any woman through this experience. Right. I feel bad for both of them. I I thought about that a
3: lot. Like I I feel bad for both of them. Yeah. When I first watched this, I like you said, Scott, I was so young that I didn't really consider it. But now like I have so much empathy for both of them. I, I like, she obviously treats Ennis incorrectly. I think when she finds out that he is having an affair and I think she does it in a shitty way because she yeah. it's it's from from a place of homophobia for sure but like he also is being an asshole like and right. and and mm-hmm. ultimately kind of a coward uh even though yeah. in yeah. this time period you know you can't blame someone for not coming out and not wanting to do that but like
1: he did, yeah he he's, didn't need to come out but he could leave her yeah exactly you know? and not, like not not have another this. kid
3: like that yeah. that scene where they like are Having sex, or they're about to, and she's like, I don't want to have another kid. And he just like, yeah. he like rolls over and they just turn the lights off. Like, that's These so brutal. Yeah. 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 Like, this, there's so many complex, I guess, uh, uh, emotions in this because he, like, you feel bad for him, but like, he just, he's just doing all this the wrong way <laughs> for yeah. sure. Right. Yeah.
1: yeah. When, you know, that first time that he gets the postcard from Jack so he so he gets the postcard and he's like oh fuck yes this is happening you know and like i love how you know we kind of get set up early on that ennis doesn't talk a lot you know when he gives his little he gives his little speech about his family life and it's a sad story mm-hmm. and jack's got a smile on his face and he's like that's the most you talked like all summer um so when ennis is waiting for jack he's, like, sitting by the window, right? Yeah. With, like, a beer in his hand, and, like, he's sitting by the window looking and all that stuff. Yeah. And, like, okay. I forgot that she catches them out the window, and I was, like... Bitch, she does not catch them this early And Scott's like, oh yeah she Oh yeah, she does this early. Day one, yep. bitch is on to them And I'm just like ah, She kept that under her hat this whole time In uh,
3: in the short story They are like Making out next to the front door And she opens, oh, the, she opens the door A crack and sees them And it's just like yeah. on the other side of the door from them Oh bitch. Just being like, oh my god <sighs> Like, yeah <laughs> What the fuck
1: <laughs> She has zero words for what is going on. She's just like, "What the fuck
4: am I seeing?" Yeah.
3: Right yeah. Cuz again, yeah. there's no language for this. Like it's no, it's yeah. a, you know, like there's she, I mean there is, but it's all bad. Like she, you know, there's there's right. only bad things can come from this is what she's thinking yeah. for sure. Yeah. 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 Which is also like you can't blame her cuz Yeah. Like yeah. This she's not world. wrong. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Um it's it's interesting that they both have these kind of hardships that they go through and like Ennis is uh, a lot of it is just kind of centered around you know, their income level and their like their poverty level and, and all that. And um well, Jack does a lot better for himself and his family financially.
2: But he's not any happier right. once <laughs> he does marry into that. Right,
4: right.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and we do see his his wife play by Anne Hathaway. Who her introduction to this movie? Fierce.
2: I think Anne Hathaway is doing some great work in this movie. <laughs> she <laughs> is. Yeah. She uh, she gets
3: introduced as a rodeo uh, lady, right? And then she they meet up in the bar. In That's the right. Divorce. That's right.
4: Yeah. Yes.
3: I love her, her uh, sequined bodysuit that she's wearing. Or it's it's. I guess it's just like Wrangler. Jeans and yeah, shirt. And yeah. The, but
1: like the red shirt with the fringe, and then yes, the, the red felt cowboy hat, yeah, and, she's and it is mm-hmm. fire engine red, yeah. <laughs> this, cow- and this is like, and that's the thing, it's like you see these two, and we get kind of introduced as like this is this, this very, you know, American West kind of cowboy culture, and he talks about riding horses and all that, and you see, and it's a very masculine culture, and now you see this woman. And she has got her top has like crazy fringe and she's wearing a matching cowboy hat and it is Mm -hmm. a red felt cowboy hat. And it's just like, yeah, this culture, not, it's not just a, a it is a very masculine culture, but it like, there's shit for like, like these women that ride these horses and doing barrel racing, doing the barrel racing. And yeah. And she's, you know, she's just like rides up to him on this horse. Like give him a hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and they, I mean, and You see you those know, boobies You see those
2: Of Anne That's Hathaway right. I yeah. mean good for her yeah. I mean she Anne at this time Would have been coming off of like The Princess, Princess Diaries, Diaries 2 So <laughs> All right All right You better work girl mm-hmm. You're making a movie with Ang Lee Yeah And you get And you get to show a little bit of your boobs
3: <laughs> Love yeah, it well, we, haven't, we haven't even gotten Devil Wars Prada yet Yeah Yeah
2: right? mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: I think that I read a story that they did a 10-year retrospect on this movie, and Ang Lee talked about meeting Anne with casting. And they did it on the studio lot, and she was making The Princess Diaries, too. Oh, wow. So she met with Ang in full princess drag. <laughs> of, like, I'm going to sit down and talk about princess why I want this role. She came straight from Genovia. And she is okay. dressed like the princess from, from Genovia. Okay. That's amazing
3: work. It's probably what <laughs> it's probably what inspired him to put her into the outfit she was wearing in this movie is that because it's just like so over the top
1: <laughs> yes and her platinum blonde...
2: oh I love her wigs in this movie yeah yeah
1: again <laughs> Cotton candy ass, platinum you, blonde wigs,
2: but you know Michelle got the Oscar nomination because clearly she has the big jack nasty scene mm-hmm. that was the scene mm-hmm. that everybody was talking about at the time, yeah. but you know what? I think Annie I'm has some really great mo- moments of when she's at when she's in the office and she's at her adding machine, mm-hmm. and she's like you always you like wh- why do you why do you always have to like go all the way up to like Wyoming Wyoming to visit yeah. him while he could, while he could just come down here. I think there's just something about that delivery
1: with Anne that is just so good. Yeah. yeah how much mm-hmm. does she know how much is she willing to compartmentalize mm-hmm. for this life that she's built, this family that she's built with this man, you know. Yeah. And I, she has had to put she has had to for her father hates Oh, he's such an asshole. Oh my God. father is this huge son of a bitch, Yeah, you know? But I, I see this actor in things. Yeah, I'm like, he's in a lot of stuff. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Fuck that guy. He
2: was mean to Jakey. But you know what? But yes. What I like about the relationship, though, is that you get the – Big Thanksgiving scene, yes. yeah. which what's up with like Anglian Americana Thanks- Thanksgiving yeah. movies? Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, this in the ice storm, and there's even like an ice storm reference in this movie. Did you catch that? I did not. When there, when he's asking about his his jacket, and she says that you last had it for that big ice storm. Oh, anyways, but Work. when he says, "Sit down, you old son of a bitch." And I kind of and I love that Anne has that yeah, smile on her. Yeah, she face. Just smiles. Yeah, it's like, yep. so like yeah, all right. Yep, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, like this is our house. I think and she like, gives her son like that look. I
3: think she. I think what like what you said, Pete. I think that she definitely is sort of onto him a little bit. Like I, I get that drift in this movie. That yeah. she she like is just sort of keeping her head down, but she knows yep. that there's something going on, especially between her and Jack, but, but her between uh, Jack and Ennis. But she just doesn't know what it is. But yeah, I love that scene when when he tells her to, tells him to sit down, you old son of a bitch, and she just kinda has this smirk, but she's looking at the table still. It's
4: like, oh it's so good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: When I mean, this is later on, but when she does have her phone call with Ennis. I mean, that was the scene where I was like yeah. bitch Ann Hathaway, you better fucking mm-hmm. work. And
2: it's all done in that it's all done in that tight close up. Extreme close up
1: mm-hmm. of her like cigarette mouth. Um And she's telling Ennis this story and it's like she's told this story how many times at this point to everybody in her life. This is what happened to my husband. Mm -hmm. But she knows what happened to him. You know what I mean? It's like she knows what happened, but this is a story that she's telling everyone. This is a story that she's telling Ennis, this man that she's like, oh, I I know you. Like, I've heard about you. And I'm sure that she's like, you can can read between the
2: lines Mm -hmm. in the story. I think we also are I think that they almost
3: intentionally the, – the the story goes into this – the or the, the short story goes into this a little bit more. But we're almost led to believe that you're not really sure if the, the like, murder actually happened or if he actually did get hit in the face with the mm-hmm.
2: tire. Sure. Um, because I remember when first watching this movie that when you get those cutaways, I mm-hmm. never – I didn't know at the time, is this in –
1: Ennis's head. Ennis's head, sure. Well, and of there's like, the flashback of what he that, that Ennis yeah. has where his dad, yeah. Ennis's dad
3: was an abusive piece of shit. Yep. And mm-hmm. he, there was a gay couple that lived in Wyoming where Ennis grew up and the, one, of, one of them gets murdered and his dad like took Ennis and his brother down to look at the body to like show yeah. like, this is what happens to you if you're gay. And so I think that that, that in the short story, it like is very much like he... Imagined that Jack had the same fate happen to him. I I think I I land on the side that he did get murdered. Like I think that that is what happened, but it intentionally is sort of meant. Yeah, like like you said, Scott. Like it's meant to be like this might all just be in Jack's head because he has no or Ennis's head because he has no way of knowing. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. Like his relationship with David Harbor got so obvious that everyone in town knew mm-hmm. yeah. what was going on. And that's why mm-hmm. Ennis
1: was always so combative about Jack's idea, which mm-hmm. was a good idea that he had 15 years yeah. ago. Yeah, to you move know, to the Jack ranch. Gave him this, yeah. yeah, he gave him this idea so long ago. Like, hey, we could do this. You know, We don't have to keep... Coming up here, like less or twice a I year. think
2: Jack is capable of making those steps, but Ennis, no Ennis way, not, yeah, yeah,
1: he, he wasn't, wasn't at all. Yeah, do that. He and he ashamed. had that fear in the back of his head his entire life because, like you said, of what his dad had shown him, yeah, you know, and so God, that was that always there. Like, this could never work, you know, it could never work because we will always get found out, yeah. You know? um, yeah.
2: what got me on this viewing is the later scenes with Jake and uh. What gets me is the later <laughs> half of Jake and Heath scenes together that these are two actors in their yes. early to mid 20s yes. and yeah they look like men in their 40s.
3: Yeah, for sure, especially Fletcher. You get yeah. this really
2: whole entire life led between this two and you can tell Jack is like I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Like I cannot keep driving 400 miles to have our fucking fishing trips yeah. for these high altitude fucks. I'd love that line. <laughs> yeah. these high altitude, altitude fucks, fucks that like I can't do anymore. Yeah. Like We're I've, I've given us the We're option that we now. can yeah. make this work yeah. and you're just not doing
3: it. Well, I think what finally breaks him is he goes to meet up with him and he goes mm. to to Dennis's house and Ennis is with After his daughters. Divorce. Yeah. And makes Whoa. him go home. And it's like, he just drove up to you from Texas to Wyoming. Yeah. And you're turn yeah. making him turn back around again. And so then you find out, or Ennis finds out via the phone call that that he also had a had another boyfriend, I think, right?
1: Like
2: yeah. that he was Well isn't it is it David Harbour?
1: Well he said he tells he tells Ennis on the when they get into the very last fight in the I wish I could quit you, he tells them that he's seeing a woman.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's and right. And I took that's it right. that he tells us he's
1: seeing a woman, but is but again, it's that is same. he talking about House Bunny? I well, <laughs> that's the question. Is he talking about first of all, is he talking about Anna Ferris? Second of all, is he really having an affair with Anna Ferris, or is that's he what actually
2: that's fucking, what that's what confused me when is he I was nineteen? Actually, fucking
1: yeah. David Harbor mm-hmm. and just saying I'm having an affair with this woman because yeah. he can't tell Ennis. That I'm having uh, that I'm having an affair with another man because that would be even worse. Yeah, yeah. Because that would really be cheating on Ennis, right, right? right? Like, yeah. Yes, we both have our wives. Whatever. I have somebody else on the side, but it's a woman, and Ennis laughs. He's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, oh, all right, <laughs> okay." <laughs> like you, you got you got a girl, all right, whatever. You're like, and again, at the, when we do have. That great phone conversation between Anne Hathaway and Heath Ledger. She says that when Jack dies, he's 39. Only yeah. 39 years old. That's right? right. Yeah. And maybe Ennis is a couple of years, who knows? We don't know what their age difference is. When when, <laughs> when Kate Mara comes over and she's like, I'm engaged, and he's like, You're nineteen. And she's like, I'm engaged. <laughs> I'm like, is he seventy? <laughs> well, also, he is walking around like but also, he needs a goddamn walker. Like, very different like, time We're
2: just men, especially.
1: This is true. People did yeah.
2: just yeah. age very differently. That, and that's what I was saying is yeah. that these two young actors, yeah. Yeah. they do kind of transform into it these works. characters. It and works. that's it what works. I think would be really hard. Because it's one thing to be playing gay, and especially at that time of that, would it have been a career killer? I don't know. I was watching an interview with Jake Joan Hall on Stern. And Stern asked him that, of that, like, what kind of things were going through your mind? And he answered him, like, well, when it's Ang Lee, yeah. you don't really give it a lot of thought. Like, yeah. you just, you want to do it. You do. Because that. Yeah. it's incredible material. But I think that the real hard part is really selling that you're 40 years old when you're 23 years old. Right. And they that gave, kind of stuff is they hard. They
1: Jake a little fatty suit. He's got a little belly. That's right. The, he Thanksgiving, does that belly, the Thanksgiving yeah. right. scene. They, they, they give belly. The some like uh,
2: some some old age things. So they crows give, feet, so they yeah. give the, the
1: the crow's feet is a really good. It's a it's a stippling effect. It's a stipple effect. I learned that on oh. Face Off or one of those one of those like special effects makeup shows. You like crinkle your face to make the wrinkles, and then they like put the makeup in there so it's like goes your actual creases so it's not an appliance it's not like a heavy piece of latex that they're putting over your face yeah they're literally putting makeup in the natural creases in Mm -hmm. your face and they're building on that and so that's why he so
2: it doesn't quite look like they're doing like the drag race i'm gonna i'm gonna make myself look old (laughs) yeah or like the yeah or the lady Mm -hmm.
1: gaga like Pointy cheeks, like it's it's uh, it's a very it's a it's a more subtle uh, makeup effect, and that's that's why he looks like fifty, right? Yeah, he's like twenty eight. They did do a good
3: job of making them look like they aged twenty years for sure from the beginning of the movie.
1: And but that's the thing that you know those those scenes where you know where Jack is just like he's just at the end of his fucking rope, and what's unfortunate is that at the time. I wish I could quit you kind of became this like punchline yeah. kind of
2: like yep gay cowboy movie yeah. Jack yeah. Nasty I wish you I could quit I mean? you yeah and
1: mm-hmm. you know when you watch the scene Ennis is talking about like oh you know when we were young and we would come up to the mountains I would just quit a job
2: yeah I would just quit. He has adult responsibilities but now. He can't, can't do it. I can't
1: quit this job to come and see you and, and and the whole thing the whole thing is they used to see each other every couple of months, you know. Let's say every 3 months. And now it's twice a year. And Jack is like, "Fuck this." Yeah. Like, I'm not going to see you for 6 months, dude? Like, fuck that shit. And he's like, "I can't just quit my job. You can't just quit your job now. And it's like, well, I wish I, you know what? I just wish I could quit this whole fucking thing. Right. Yeah. And there's a little bit of a lag in the dialogue between where Heath says, I would just quit. And he says, well, I wish, you know what? I wish I could just fucking quit you. You have no idea how bad it gets. And I'm not you. I can't, Make it on a couple of high altitude fucks once or twice a year.
4: You are too much for me, asshole. You sound a horse of a bitch.
3: I wish I knew how to quit you.
1: And I think that it it's effective, and it works, but it did become a weird kind of like. I wasn't you kind of like a little punchliney. It did, yeah. But it when you real when you're watch when I watch it this time, it's it is really effective because it is just like you know what I'm. I wish I could just fucking. I don't want to do this anymore, man. Like, I'm what sick the of your. Hell, I'm like, sick of your bullshit. And why yeah. do I keep coming back to it? But you know what? It's mm-hmm. that thing that it's like you know. And the other thing too is speaking of like aging and all that stuff. We what, what were we watching? Something wild. Yeah, we were watching we were watching something wild the other day with 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 Melanie Griffith and Jeff Daniels, and this movie is from
2: 1985, 86. Uh, I think it's 86. Is the year I was born? Yeah,
1: uh-huh. Ray Liotta. Is oh in, my god. Okay, let me tell you this: Ray Liotta is in *Something Wild* in 1986. And he looks like 1986 Ray Liotta. This body is snatched. <laughs> the blue eyes. Super handsome. The black yeah, definitely. hair. Yeah, yeah. You know, the dark eyelashes. All that shit. And I'm like, you know what? This is why moms
4: love fucking Ray Liotta.
1: That's why yeah.
2: also moms love John Travolta. You know, yes. too. Moms, yeah,
4: And God. moms
1: will go see a John Travolta and a Ray Liotta R.I.P. movie currently and be like oh that nick cage and you're just like <laughs> nicholas cage you know? yeah. but it's that thing where when you fall in love with someone for the rest of your life you're in love with that person that you fell in love and it does not matter how old we get how much hair we lose how fat we get and all mm-hmm. that shit they are still that person that we fell in love with when we were, however old we were, and, you know, Ray Liotta, towards the, God bless him, R.A.P., like I said, but towards the end, he looked kind of crazy. You know? <laughs> Chantix. <laughs> Chantix. Chantix icon. Selling That's that, right. Like, oh, my God. I like, like, forgot about smoking, that. Quit smoking drugs. You That's know? right. But when you go back, bitch, and you watch Ray Liotta in the, in the early 80s, man. You get it. You get mm-hmm. why your mom is like, "Ooh." Yeah, even when ooh, it's a it's celebrity just, but crush. But did you see something wild? Yeah. Yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're like, "Ooh, Nicolas Cage." Ooh, that's going to be you know, that's fucking... Keanu
3: Reeves for me. Like he can yeah. age all he wants to, but I'm going to always yeah. find him hot. Like,
4: yeah. yeah we always see sure. that
1: guy that we saw, you know, when we were like 20 years old, and it doesn't matter, you know. And and Jack and Ennis are the same way. It's like neither one of them aged that poorly. Yeah. They still look like, you know, fucking Heath Ledger. But the thing is, to the two of them, they're just like, yeah, they just keep going back to, and that's Jack's Mm -hmm. whole point. We just keep fucking coming back to this goddamn mountain. Like, it's cold, it's wet, it's. They should be going back down to Mexico. Why are we here? Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're taking this time out of our lives to be with each other. We can go. Well, you find out when
3: when uh, Ennis goes to Jack's parents' house after he finds out that he dies that that. Jack wanted them to move to this ranch and take it over and, yeah. and fix fix
2: it up all That's nice. A story yeah. he told
1: them fifteen years ago.
2: Yeah, that Ennis is just this off page character for his parents. That Jack is always right. talking right. about right. this right. Right. Ennis, but and you know he's going to come to the farm and like fix everything
1: up. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's 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 that thing that like, you know, it's 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 twenty twenty two. And, you know, when Scott and I have to apply for an apartment or go to a hotel that we've never been to before, especially when we're driving to Montana, you know, yeah. Um, I, I will always have that in the back of my head, mm-hmm. you know, I will always have like, sure, two queen beds is fine. You yeah. know like, <laughs> yes, we are applying for this one bedroom apartment, but we got a big couch, you know, what right, I mean? right, like, yeah, you know, you never know where you are and where you're gonna be, and these two characters, for their entire life and their entire life together, they couldn't just say, Fuck it, let's go to Miami." Mm-hmm. And get a hotel. For yeah, a, they got a week. They have a week each time. Yeah. to hang out together. But they never have the luxury of saying, "Let's just get a hotel room. Let's just get whatever." They got to go up in the mountains. Yeah, they're, they're or they're the going to go. Way.
3: They're going go, mm-hmm. to go fishing, which is how Ennis yeah. gets caught because his wife puts a little love note in the tackle box, oh. and it's still there
1: when she checks again. Yeah,
2: it's like, you line, had never, fish at all. line had never. never hit water. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Lion, lion, never seen water. Still, mm-hmm. have,
1: still have the price tag on it. I love when I love when she says, "You know how much we like fish."
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what she's truly mad about. <laughs> yeah, you didn't bring any fucking fish home. Yep. <laughs>
1: For you to for you to gut and descale, all right, uh, Alma. Yeah, right, yeah, he's doing you a favor.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that's what when I revisit this movie now, of that, I just really have empathy for both of these two women. Yeah, especially. I, really do too. I mean, uh, of course, like enough praise has been said about Michelle because yeah. she she's the one that got the Oscar nomination. Yeah. I mean, this role would have been a huge deal for her because. She would have been a couple years removed from Dawson's Creek. So she's like, she's graduated up to the Ang Lee movies, but there's something about Anne's delivery of when she's talking to Ennis of that. Oh, and she says, Oh, you're the fishing buddy. And you see the look on her face of like, Oh, this fucking asshole. (laughs) Like I know who you are.
4: Was he buried down there?
0: He put a stone up. He was cremated like he wanted. Half his ashes was interred here. The rest I sent up with his folks. He used to say he wanted his ashes scattered on Brokeback Mountain. But I wasn't sure where that was. Brokeback Mountain might be around where he grew up. Knowing Jack, it might be some pretend place. Where bluebirds sing and there's a whiskey spring.
3: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, this queen finally calling up on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah. And then after when Ennis is up at Jack's parents' house, I also get the feeling that, and I think you're supposed to, that Jack's mom knows that yeah. he and Ennis were. Because she let, lets them keep the shirt, which and his is really dad, sweet.
2: And his dad probably knows too. Yeah,
3: which, which he's pissed Especially about. With, his dad is such an yeah. asshole. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yet another male asshole. Imagine that in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. He. There's. And, no, go
2: ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, and there's something about their house. And there's something about white. when they walk there's into no that color. house. There's no that color. Anywhere. I know that we have both been in old houses like this in Montana. Mm-hmm. Of that, It's this lonely old homestead house <laughs> out on the range. For sure. And when you walk into it, it's just really fucking depressing
3: yeah i've never i've never been to one yeah. that bleak but definitely
2: yeah, have, yeah, yeah. Same. i haven't been to anything this <laughs> bleak but yeah like essentially like it needs to be condemned it's so like empty and you kind of but, and you kind yeah. of have to give jack credit that he's such a happy person and he comes from this yeah too. yeah mm-hmm. for sure For sure. His his sad little room and his horse, like his like his little like toy horse. Yeah.
3: And his shitty dad and his mom who's clearly like, like depressed as hell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep.
1: I have never, um, I've never heard of a, a cherry cake before, but I would like to try some cherry cake.
3: Oh yeah, because she offers him a piece of cherry cake She offers That's him right.
1: coffee and cherry cake I was like, cherry cake? Yeah, I think give it's me, like a coffee cake but with cherry in it? <laughs> with cherries in it? I don't know Like what a black it? forest cake,
3: kind of? That has cherries in it a cherry
1: cake recipe. Okay, sure Dolly, get on your Duncan Hines <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was a cherry cake recipe um, Yeah, that whole thing and Yeah, when he's, he's The dad says Jack used to say Ennis Del Mar used to say, and I was like, oh fuck. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And then he starts giving them a the whole thing about like, and you two were going to come here and you were going to fucking like, you know, fix like, this place up. up this pl- yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. You guys were going to come here and Tu Wong Fu this place. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Y'all were just gonna <laughs> sissy that walk over all to over this ranch And just fix it right up Weren't you, snapped all of our wigs right off of our heads <laughs> right <up> right <laughs> up, bitch. Yeah, oh my god Dead You were gonna Dead. walk that fucking duck into this house, weren't you? <laughs> Step all those pussies up
1: um. <laughs> But that's you when he says like Oh, and then he had another guy that he was going to come up and do it with. And I was like, ooh. David right Harbour. To, right to the heart. Oh. David Harbour. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> oh,
2: but my... also, when you think about, like, how are you going to compete with David Harbour? Bitch. I mean, I, I know that we have, like, Stranger Things and yeah, yeah, just, yeah. like, David Harbour, daddy icon. But, like, how are
1: you going to compete with that? When they're sitting on that bench mm-hmm. and David Harbour says, you know, my boss has a cabin. <laughs> and he gives him that look, and he said, yep. "I could take anybody up there." And I'm like, "Bitch, can, you don't have a pen and pen, a pen and paper? Yeah, pen <laughs> and and where is that? And can I get that? You're in the digits, you're in the please?
3: theater, like raising your hand, like I'll yeah. go, I'll go, <laughs> pick
1: me, D- digits, please." <laughs> <laughs>
3: And then, meanwhile, Anna Ferris is just oblivious to the entire thing. Oh, my God. She's so At this good. time so with funny. Anna Ferris, so it would
2: have just been like, oh, it's Anna Ferris from Scary Movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's right? that's yeah. probably yeah. exactly what I thought, too, when I saw her. Yeah. Also, shout out to Linda Cardellini as mm. uh, Ennis's girlfriend, um, oh, who right. does remind me of my dad's second wife. Yep. Oh, okay. Sure, mm-hmm. sure, sure. She reminds me of my dad's second wife. She does. I get mm-hmm. it. I get it. Um, just um, because, yeah, like, my dad also would have been, like, would have fallen in love with that type of girl at the bar, too. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> Linda Carlini, like, super solid. Like, yeah. she's really solid in her very brief scenes of this movie. She gets sure. the mm-hmm. she gets the dance mm-hmm. to that Steve Earle song.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Linda Ronstadt
2: song. The Linda Ronstadt song. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: That's
2: right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I own the soundtrack when I, was, uh, when I was 19 too. I listened to it all the time. It's really There's good. A beu- There's yeah. a beautiful Emmylou Harris song that does not give... They don't give the Lou Harris song that she wrote with Bernie Taupin. Oh. That they okay. don't really give it a good scene of the movie. And it's why it was... Um, Disqualified for the Oscars uh, because it's not really in the movie, but it's on the soundtrack, and they wrote it for it. Sure, it's it's playing when Jake is driving off in his truck when he sees Ennis with his girls, oh, okay. and he's crying. Sure, it's sure. that's the Lou Harris song that was written for the movie, but it's like it's you can hardly even hear it. It's like three yeah. seconds too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: This score. Is oh, it's a beautiful score. So beautiful. beautiful, yeah. Very sad. But yeah, the Gus, score... My the, friend Gus.
2: The score of this movie, um, super iconic. It won the Best the best Original Score Oscar in 2005. And he won back-to-back because he won for Babel the very next year. Okay. Oh, um, really? It's a very recognizable uh, tune. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He's from Argentina. That's why it's... It's a little kooky, uh, Santo. Alaya. Yeah, 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 Gustavo. Um, yeah, it is. It's 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 an iconic little bit of music that those little guitar, like just simple chords, um, very melancholy. Yeah, oh boy,
3: it really fits well with the cinematography in the movie. Like it just drives oh, home absolutely. the that that they are they are living in secret in this vast like landscape that does not care about them. And in fact hates them in some ways too. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes.
2: So this is our Oscar episode. And mm. of course this was nominated for best picture. Yes. It ended up winning Ang Lee, his first directing Oscar. And it won for original or adapted screenplay, Larry McMurtry from Lonesome Dove co-wrote this movie, <laughs> which is huh. really interesting. Yes. Yes. Like, a, yeah. And that. I
1: remember he won his Oscar and walked up there in a pair of fucking Wranglers. Love it. <laughs> I
2: remember the Oscar. So, okay. So, I should probably talk about the Oscar night when all of this happened. Sure. I was at a friend of mine, old boss, Robin Chopas. She ran the Emerson Grill. Work. Kind of took little Scott under her wing, who... I was dishwashing at the time and they were just like, yeah, it's Scott. We're going to have like an Oscar party and we're going to invite Scott. It's going to be a good time. And I remember at the time when Larry accepted the Oscar, mm-hmm. everybody like left it of just like how Larry looked and he looked crazy. I remember the room was gagged <laughs> when Jack said crash. Oh uh, yeah! When Jack said "crash," the entire room gasped.
1: Yeah, Mama, I will never understand the how somebody can win best director and the movie does <sighs> but, not win but, best picture. But here's the thing Pete, that doesn't make no but, kind of sense. But here's the thing is that <laughs> I do think that
2: there was some blowback with this movie with older academy members yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. why is this movie getting that much praise this gay cowboy movie and i had forgotten about it but i read it about it a few years later that tony curtis oh shit kind of said these super shady things about this movie and it kind of reflects the older academy what their hot take was on this movie was he is quoted saying in an interview it's nothing unique the only thing unique about it is they put it on the screen and they make them male gay lovers cowboys john uh howard hughes and john wayne wouldn't like it when asked about oh, his favorite <laughs> film of the year, Curtis replied, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. No.
1: Oh, my no. God.
2: <laughs> Coming from someone that is like, no. from some like it hot. But that was just sort of like the.
1: Not, not Goblet of Fire, bitch. But yeah. <laughs> yeah but that's yeah. just
2: sort of like the temperature in the room with yeah. older voters of, <laughs> yeah. look what they did to our old Western stars Shit. is that they made a gay cowboy movie. Jeez and how Christ. do you like that?
4: Yeah, and my yeah. favorite
2: movie is The Goblet of Fire.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I don't
2: want to say fuck that guy because it's like it's, to- it's Tony I mean, Curtis.
1: It's Tony Curtis. Like he get like like why did they even ask him? Because fifty years before he was in a dress playing a trombone like in a but movie.
2: also in one of the big movies with gay subtext, Spartacus, Spartacus Spartacus, yeah, totally. yeah, yeah, like yeah. one of the most famous. Yeah. Classic Hollywood. I was
1: going to say, you got to read Tony Curtis's quote with a Brooklyn accent, but, you know, it's... it's, it's.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, that was just sort of the temperature in the room of, sure, we'll give you the best directing Oscar, but you're not getting that best picture win.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, right. You sit your little ass down.
1: Yeah.
3: Crash is going to get
1: it. Fucking Crash, man. I mean, that's a whole other separate conversation.
2: <laughs> that's a whole other separate conversation that yeah. I would be curious. I think that we mentioned that on our last Mailbag episode that mm-hmm. I would be curious to sit down and diplomatically watch Crash and yeah. sort of draw my own conclusions of is this a good or a bad movie? I don't but think I've actually ever is, seen
3: it all the way through. That is for an, that is right? for another day yeah. that I
2: yeah, do yeah, not yeah. want to talk about on this not call. Not down that just path, Just as, yeah. as mm-hmm. I
1: thought. Trash.
2: <laughs> but also like when you look back on the 2005 Best Picture race, I mean, you also had Capote. Mm-hmm.
4: Capote's mm-hmm. a really
2: good movie and you we can kind of bitch and moan about Heath not widget, not winning Best Actor for this right, movie, right. but when you look at Capote, it's like how are you going to compete with that? Yeah. Like how are you yeah. going to compete with Philip Seymour Hoffman's Truman Capote? For sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: it was a very good movie for sure. Have y'all heard about the fan fiction that, that Anna uh, Prue gets from people?
2: Oh, I would imagine that she gets a lot. Yeah.
3: So she... she I was reading an... Uh, it was an article in LA Times from, like, 2008, I think. And they interview her. She lived in in this town in, in Wyoming that's supposed to be kind of where she had imagined Brokeback Mountain would be. And she now lives in, in Washington, I think. But, um... They interviewed the locals of this town, and they all hated that she lived there, and that that, oh. that they were associated with Brokeback Mountain. And uh, when when they the journalist is interviewing her in her house, she talks about talked about how she gets she after the movie came out, not when she wrote the story, but after the movie came out, she would get so much mail from men who would be like, oh, you don't understand men like we do. Because it was, you know, it's a woman writing this gay story. And even from, like, straight men who would be like, oh, but it should have ended like this. And she said that she just, like, eventually regretted, like, writing it because she was so over how much...
4: Of this yeah.
3: of this fan fiction, this unsolicited fan fiction that she would get about Oprah, Brokeback Mountain.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's more unbearable is you get the clear, like, red state of, like, fuck the gays. Like, how dare you write a gay cowboy story? Or is it more unbearable of, well, this is how Ennis and Jack's relationship should have ended.
4: <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: right. From just, like, the peanut gallery. Oh, I don't bitch, know which I, one's worse. I
1: want, hear what, I want to hear what these men have to say. I want to hear what they're, like... All these okay. all these
3: mansplaining letters to her about yes. about this thing that she wrote like oh my gosh. <laughs> uh... yeah exactly. I thought that was an interesting little tidbit that I read last yeah, night yeah
4: absolutely <laughs> I feel like
1: for me I don't have any sort of like I never. I always knew that it was written by a woman and I was mm-hmm. never like, well, she can't tell our story. Like, which she is, yeah. she got it. It's really right. good. Which yeah. is, yeah. Which is saw, interesting yeah.
2: now. Cause do you think that, I mean, just the conversation has changed so much about just gay yeah. actors playing gay roles. I mean, we've had bros, spoiler, yeah. Yeah. spoiler yeah. alert that really went out of their way to cast to cast those movies really went out of their way mm-hmm. to cast gay actors in right. these roles right. but that was never on the convert that Back was never cabin. in yeah. the conversation in 2005 well there
1: weren't enough out gay actors to populate two roles in this Yeah, just yeah. just the
3: idea and- of gay cowboys on on like as a blockbuster mm-hmm. movie in general like yeah. the the idea that that it should have been two gay men playing them, I think was not even on the forefront of anybody's mind. It would be now, but...
1: Like, we are lucky that that Ang Lee directed this in 2005, and this was not... One of those like a Wolf production, yeah, yep. a Wolf Creek mm-hmm. or whatever. Those like I think, I honestly and, like, think you know it, know it
3: wouldn't mean? like do well now because it's not yeah. er, as well as it did. And it would definitely wouldn't everybody, be as groundbreaking.
2: Everybody has a fucking opinion about everything now. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, um, we didn't have Twitter. Uh, like, or also, Facebook how back dare then. Annie Prue yeah. write the story as a heterosexual woman? Yeah, yeah. That, that would fully be like the conversation now.
3: Yeah, I think so too. That would be the uh, the Twitter peanut gallery would
1: be all over it.
4: For
1: sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's something to be said about stories written from perspective and all that, but I don't know, man, this, like this material is just solid.
3: Oh, the story is amazing. Yeah. yeah, She really, uh, and, and, and just like the, it just jumps out from the story. It jumps right into film perfectly. Like like I was saying earlier, they just adapted so well to the big screen. It was really, just really, really well written for sure.
2: And also at this time with movies in Hollywood, to make this movie resonate with the culture, you kind of had to have two straight actors in it. Yeah. To have yeah. it land yeah. and make that impression in a culture, I kind of think that you had to have the jake and heath
3: yeah otherwise it's Actors like
2: in these roles or else i mean yeah like it would have been regulated to like a straight to video nc-17 eating out five the reckoning <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah
4: yeah yeah, yeah. Oh my
3: God. <laughs> yeah i think i think now the conversation and i think it would be valid but like about like casting two gay men to play these characters yeah, instead of two absolutely. straight men. And I and mm-hmm. I would I would agree with that. But back in back in two thousand five, like I think it makes sense to to do this because there weren't a ton of out gay actors that could have done this role really anyway. Uh yeah, that weren't already doing yeah. doing stuff anyway. But also like Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal did an amazing job too. So it yeah. like yeah. I think it was also,
1: good. But- but these characters too these are not too out gay no not men. at all so yeah. like, like it kind of it that, benefits yeah. of the
2: material more if you have two straight actors yeah, doing it yeah um and also like keith ledger took this material very seriously i know that during the um 2006 oscars that they wanted to make gay cowboy jokes and he refused to be in on it mm-hmm. yeah and like he was just like no that's not really the type of movie that I want to make fun of. Like go fuck yourself. That is something yeah. that
3: really Build from crystal. the mm-hmm. from the get-go, they both uh were extremely respectful of mm-hmm. of what they were they, they they knew the importance of what they were doing. Um yeah. Angley and they, the actors did for sure.
2: Yeah. They just read a script that they really responded to. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I I think that that's something that especially, you know, the children, the legendary children uh, today, I I constantly come back to this. It's like in this pre, you know, kind of like glee world in this this era that we were living in, it's like we just – It was becoming, you know, acceptable and it was becoming more mainstream, but it's nowhere near where, where we are today. And even today is, it's still pretty fucked up, you know, and we're getting our rights stripped away from us on the right. As, as
3: a reaction to how much progress has been made to, that's that's why, like, you know, we have like one one of the, one of the biggest television shows on television right now is a show about drag queens competing against
2: each other yeah. so it's like you know
1: yeah 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 and you know for a long time i was like these fucking kids they don't know like they didn't have to go through anything they they need they need something to like sh- well now they're really getting yeah you know, some some shit thrown at them but yeah. i mean you know in, in 2005 it was a, it was definitely a different Time.
2: It was slowly transitioning that yeah. I mentioned at the top of the show that you were getting these major Hollywood movies yeah. with LGBT perspectives, yeah. but it was just very – it was very super specific.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we, we've already had Ellen. We've already been in Will and Grace. Will and Grace has been around for a while at this point. Yeah. Like, yeah. So there's already gay themes on television, but it's still extremely controversial um, and limited, to. There's not a, a lot of it. Um, so it's – we're still – it was, yeah, like you said, it's like a transitionary period where it's becoming more and more acceptable. Um, yeah. But that's why this movie was so huge, because it, it, yeah. it broke a lot of rules, for sure.
2: This movie made, like, $85 million in its domestic box office run. Wow, It's amazing. Like, I mean, like, The Fablemans has not even broke 20. <laughs> and that's, like, nominated for Best Picture. And, yeah. and uh, Michelle Williams is also nominated for Best Actress. It's just like this movie was a huge hit. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I know that there's the whole other thing of that. Why do all gay love stories have to be tragedies? Why does have to, why does somebody have to die? But in reality, I don't know. Like being gay is tragic. (laughs) <laughs> Being gay is tragic in relationships like this. It's probably fabulous, did not have tragic. a happy ending. Yeah, I mean
3: that's that's the truth of it. Is like that a lot of times these relationships were either like so secret that nobody knew about them, or they did end up in tragedy. Like they either like lost their families who disowned them, or they got right. murdered, or or both. You know.
4: Right.
1: Right. Yeah, and it, yeah, and it's kind of important to show that there's always like. <sighs> I don't know that that at this point in time there was that gray area of just like the you know this is this is this is the hand that we're dealt this is the time that we're in and this is what we're doing with it mm-hmm. and so you know there there's there's they had they had 20 good years um but it it, it did end up in it, it did end in tragedy and those f- fucking closing scenes you know when he does go yeah. gra- grab those shirts and the yeah. family you know when he is sitting in his little trailer and Alma Jr comes over and heads his, out with him his
2: little trailer on the prairie and the prairie yeah. in the movie yep. prairie mm-hmm. and
1: Alma Jr leaves her little sweater behind Yeah, and just like i'm going to put this sweater away it's a, for it's you. a super it's a really moving moment it so, is yeah there are those bloody ass shirts yeah and the movie ends and he's, and iconic line. He just says, Jack, I swear. Yep. Like, what is, it's so oh, good. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> mm-hmm. God damn it. You that's got the me. Fucking ending of this movie. Mm-hmm. You got me, gal. Yeah. But,
2: <laughs> and that's also the thing about this movie is that <laughs> I, I think that especially gal. us in the gay community can, I think, now look back on this movie and almost laugh about it. Is that, oh, remember when everybody was losing their mind about Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of one of the things that we waited this long to do this movie on the show because it's so on the nose. Is yeah. that it's such – it's it almost just turned into a late-night punchline of Brokeback Mountain. But when you go back and rewatch this movie, there is – like, the movie speaks for itself. Yeah, that it's yeah. still really well done.
3: Yeah, there's a reason why it made $85 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a very, very good movie for sure, even though it is – it is kind of a punchline. Even even among gays, it's kind of a punchline. Yeah. 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 And
2: I yeah. mean, but also you think about it, like, what about just like a, a woman watching this movie from a conservative household from like Wyoming or Montana? That she probably had a very like different notion about gay people. And then she watched, she watched Bruckback Mountain and it made her think about kind of things a little differently yeah yeah again i think of it, just I how think many it, lives it changed yeah
3: when watching yeah. this movie i think it spoke a language that people weren't used to seeing gay people in you know like in western culture like central
1: montana or mm-hmm. wherever it might be so yeah and yeah and it was ennis's character who was the most conflicted about everything you know and it's like he he does love you know he does love women and he loved his wife and all that, and that's why there's these questions that come out about and and I think on a on a surface level that's where straight people are going to come in and be like well what you know what's going on there what is this what is this sexuality whatever and it's just like okay yeah maybe he did maybe he did love Alma and he did love Linda Cardellini um, but you know at the end of the day he he loved Jack Moore at the end
3: of the day, he was schlepping up to Brokeback Mountain every summer. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> quarterly retreat. Yeah, yeah. To go fishing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it's on Netflix right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can go watch it. All two hours and fifteen minutes.
2: Break out your DVD from two thousand six. Yeah, I was reading. Well, Do we was, both
1: own this, or did it just you, or did it just? We both
2: know, own this, and I think know. that I uh, I hocked mine when we moved. There you go. Um, I was also reading that this is the first movie that was released digitally, that you could buy it digitally online, oh, that huh. it was released on DVD and digital at the same time. If you could have streamed this, in say, who the
1: fuck was streaming a whole two of, hours in? 2005? Stream this
2: summer of two thousand six on your <laughs> Dell
1: laptop. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling, I'm telling you, I was lime wiring some songs. I was just gonna say, fire stuff. up LimeWire and get that, broke back that Modern would, copy. That would take a good day and a half for, uh, for yeah, uh, Kelly Clarkson. So yeah, that's <laughs> pretty sure. How long this would take.
2: <laughs> I mean. Last year, when we did Donnie Darko, I remember us just trying to think of reasons to talk about Jake Gyllenhaal. And yeah, like Jakey.
1: That ass. It was a that's moment a, a of
2: just us being obsessed with Jake Gyllenhaal. He's a very mm. pretty boy, it's
1: true. He's, oh my goodness.
2: Just everything October Sky, Donnie Darko, <laughs> the day after tomorrow. Yeah, it's yeah. our Jakey. We love
1: Jake, Jakey Pooh.
4: <laughs>
2: we like to sometimes hold on to that he might be batting for the other for our team, but I don't, I don't think it's the case. Yeah, I, I don't think we should
3: hold on hope anymore. Yeah, we've, no. That yeah, ship no. sails.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that train
4: has sailed. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely. I
2: can't believe they got away with putting him in supporting actor. I cannot believe that. That in, they made that work. In Brokeback Mountain he um, was? Yeah. They put him in Supporting Actor, Aww. and he was nominated. He lost to George Clooney in Syriana. <laughs> that's crazy. But yeah, this yeah. was not a co-lead movie. They figured Jake would have the better shot at supporting, so that's where they campaigned him. And, yeah.
1: and also, if they are both in lead, then we're splitting the vote and all it's that a, Is it going to be like
2: yeah. a Thelma and Louise situation? And Turn yeah, they and put Heath it. in lead and Jakey in Supporting. All right. I mean, it, it got him his only Oscar nomination.
4: Yeah. Still, though. He's like... Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: yeah, that's, that's, this is bottom erasure is what that is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is also, this is also the winter. This is also the holiday season that Jarhead came out.
4: Okay, so you oh, probably yeah. don't
2: remember Jarhead. No, I, well, and what a Jarhead big deal. Jarhead great, yeah. Jarhead, like, that body in well, Jarhead. So massive, when you see yeah. that ass in the shower. I paused that. Jake and that Santa Claus. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Jake in that the Santa Claus hat and Jarhead. <laughs> and I remember going to that movie in college of that. I'm going to this war movie that I do not give a shit about Uh, just to see jake gyllenhaal yeah i couldn't really
3: tell you what the movie's actually about i just know that he's desert storm yeah well yeah
2: but it's it's, like a war movie right but you just (laughs) see jake in that crazy
1: body (laughs) Mm
4: -hmm. yeah oh my goodness
1: well i mean we've come a long way baby jake Mm -hmm. is jake is still turning it out yeah what's he doing lately
3: he did that movie, it's like a, uh, he's like a 911 dispatcher on Netflix recently. Oh, sure. Yeah. It was Emergency
2: an, ambulance. Yeah, ambulance. I didn't really
1: like LA,
2: LA. it. L.A. Jake Gyllenhaal's also, okay, kind of final thoughts about yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake is one of those actors that I love, but there's just something about studio-driven vehicles for him that just do not land.
3: Yeah,
4: yeah.
2: That, like, we gotta get Jake in a good project i don't know just like we need like outside influences of like these are the types of roles that you should be taking
1: can we get him can we get him a ryan murphy limited series to right get him, to get him an emmy maybe yeah mm-hmm. back a, to a Globe and an emmy
2: oh
3: it, a, to to it was a return it was all a dream the whole time <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god bring back david harbour oh, we got it yeah yeah Right Drew, here. thank you so much for joining us. This thank you for having so me fun. as usual. It's been a fun
3: premiere. Yep. Thank you yeah. so much for having me. I appreciate it. Of
1: course. Yeah. Um, I mean, shit, this is uh it's been a long time coming. This is a long break, but season five.
2: We're back, baby. We're back, baby. My uh my back. Google spreadsheet. <laughs> my Google spreadsheet is pretty crazy. We're gonna have yeah. some fun guests. Yeah. And yeah, so this is the start of our 2000s oscar series we're going to be yes. doing the devil wears prada and yes. black swan
1: speaking oh, of, speaking
2: yeah, of yeah. Anne hathaway two right. two annie movies back to back have we done anything with Anne before this i'll have to look it up. i don't think so I'll
1: have to look mm-hmm. but um yeah man this was so much fun we'll definitely have you on again in the future for something else sounds good all right My Montana sis, (laughs) you're the East Coast and I'm
3: the West Coast. We took Mm -hmm. over the the country, (laughs) yep.
1: All right. All right. Bye, guys. All right, man. Well, let's see. Thanks, Drew. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. And thank you so much for listening, everybody. What a fun premiere.
2: Love it. Our big opening. Our
1: big, welcome to our big opening. So much for my big opening. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. This has been a lot of fun, but I think right now it is time for some patron shout-outs. Patreon shout-outs! Shout Woohoo! We want to thank all of our wonderful patrons, including some of our new patrons, like Whirly Flower Frog, whoever you are. Thank you so much for uh, being a patron. Lori. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> That's my mom. Brenna. <laughs> uh let's see. Jess Rabbit forty-five. Lawrence, Danielle, Alexis. We got some new patrons. Uh, Thomas, Mark, Jackson, Millie, Ted, Benny, Melanie, Susan, JJ, Shelby, Michael, Heather, Jamie, Drew, Genevieve, Don, Joshua, Emily, Melly, Aaron, Jessica, Nick, and Shannon, Christine, and Rafino. Thank you for being and a friend, guys. Oh my goodness, Patrons. we really
2: appreciate it.
1: We are going to have a brand new um, watch with this commentary yeah. track. Uh, It'll be well, out around the time this episode yes, comes indeed. out. indeed. And um, you can uh, watch with us. You can sync up the commentary tracks to the movie, and it's like you're watching the movie directly with us. Or you can just listen to it, you know, through your Good old headphones like a regular mm-hmm. uh, supplemental something You can it in your car. Episode. Why not? Yeah, it's fun doing it that way too. But it is actually really cute when you sync it up with the movie. It's really fun. And we give you instructions on how to do that. If you go to patreon.com slash movies that made us gay to join our Patreon. We would also love it if you would uh, subscribe, like, and, you know, share the podcast. Head over to Apple Podcasts and um, give us five stars. You can also give us five stars on uh Spotify. And if you'd love to write us a review, we'll read it uh, on uh, an upcoming episode. We love reviews of all sorts. So head over and do that. You can find us on all the socials. We are at Movies That Made Us Gay on um, Instagram and Facebook. And we're also on Twitter at MTMUGpod. If you'd like to follow our personals, feel free right ahead uh my name is pete i'm at peter lasagna on instagram and twitter
2: and i am scott youngballer on instagram and follow my letterbox
1: yes indeed so thank you so much for listening everybody welcome back season five is
2: it's getting started getting pete. started yep. man mm-hmm.
1: here we go another season another year so let's do this everybody thank you so much for listening bye, bye.